1: Sport city, sport city, chef, chef. Sport city, sport city, chef, chef. Sport city, sport city, chef, chef. Sport city, sport city, chefs. Yes, Lord. we got a brand new present. Joe Biden, we riding. I pray you haven't seen. Word from the wise, my people stay ahead. Of. Come on. I've been relevant, tryna survive the elements. It ain't no love in these streets, these dudes telling it. Case goes from cold to hot state. Kid. Uh. Uh, 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 uh.
2: Yes, yes, yes. What's going on, Sports City? It's your boy, Sirius, back at the helm with the week 12 edition of the NFL Wrap-Up Show. And as I've customly been doing at the outskirts of this show for the past couple of weeks, let me go ahead and play my own thing. Give me a second while I get in my zone real quick. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. See, back in the day before I met Jesus, you know, I I, I used to freestyle, man. Y'all don't want bar on Sports City chefs. Calling number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Lots and little for the next fifty seven plus minutes with your boys here at Sports City chefs. But you guys understand, I don't do this by myself. I got my man's with me, man. The, the New York Giants fan, New York Jets fan. I, I'm not even sure what he what he's repping right now, but it's Barry the villain Jordan the brother. What's
3: going on, villain? How we doing this evening? How dare you call me a Jets fan? And who let this dude, who let this dude control the board and putting all kinds of music on it? Don't let the people, don't don't fool the people like, oh, I, before I was saved and sanctified. Leon Lonnie Love over here, over here laying in a hand, still listening to his music over here, you know. Like, here I go.
1: Here I go. Don't let, don't let him
2: fool you. Don't let him. Don't, fool you. Don't you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What's going on, serious What'd it do, baby? Not
2: not much, man, man. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving with your family, man. How be doing, man? How's Thanksgiving?
3: Thanksgiving was good. It's been a rough couple of days. Uh, you know, listen, um, just um just family stuff, man. Um, uh, on both sides, brother. Um uh, you know, yeah, people man. going home to see the Lord, man. So it's, it's a tough time, but you know, we here, we we doing it, man. We gotta do it. Keep keep it going for them. You know what I mean? I feel you. I feel you, man. You know what, man? It's funny you mentioned that. You know,
2: these are the, some of the worst times, some of the best of times. You know what I'm saying? They mm. always say that during the holidays, you know, people you know deal with depression and you know, suicide rate is, you know at an all time high during the holidays due to, you know, loss mm-hmm. of family members and things of that nature. So, you know, much peace and respect to you and yours and those that are listening that may be going through or they'd be having a, a lost loved one uh, this holiday, man. Our thoughts some prayers and wish you. Uh before we thank you, you, thank you. you know move on. Before we move on, let me go ahead and bring in another chef, man. Um, this is the smoothest guy, the coldest dude on the other side of the Pillow, as my man Stuart Scott said. himself you know what I'm saying? What's up, Mr. Harvey? How you doing, big homie?
0: What's up, man? How you doing tonight?
2: You know, man, I'm, I'm good, man. Sitting here chilling, watching some watching some sports while we're doing this. Man, I ain't going to waste anybody's time, man. Let's get into it. Uh, week number uh, 12 kicked off with a bang. We had three games. I don't think we had a chance to talk about them as of yet. I know I didn't. Mm-hmm. Barry, I don't know if you did but I wanted to start right there and kind of talk about the three games that took place on, on Thursday. Uh, we could start with the Cowboys-Giants game, but I wanted to kind of start with the first game of the day because, I, honestly, that caught a lot of people by surprise as the, as the Detroit Lions gave the Buffalo Bills all they could handle um, and Detroit, you know, winning that ball game. Uh, Mr. Harvey, I'll come to you first, my guy. Um, don't know if you caught much of the game. If you did, I kind of wanted to get your opinion on it um, as the week 12 slate kind of kicked off with a bang.
0: The Bills were lucky to get out of there a lot. I mean, <clears throat> you had a kicker from Detroit miss missed a short field goal. They would have tied it. You had a, a third down play. I want to say it was a third and one, third and two, where maybe you can run the ball and get it. They decided to try to go deep to DJ Chark. Now in fairness, Chark was open, uh, but that's not a, that's not a pass that Goff has been hitting consistently. If he hits the, if he hits the, the pass, the game's over. So, I mean, can be fair about that, but you also had uh, St. Brown on the, on a slant uh, and just short yards. I mean, the guy was, what, nine catches, 122 yards or 112 yards or something ridiculous. Uh, so uh, he was open, too, on a shorter, more high percentage throw. Like I said, I, I can get in some ways why you go for the jugular, but I, I think that the Bills were very fortunate to win this game. Uh, the Lions, get, like you said, they gave them everything uh, they wanted and then some, really. I think this Bills team is getting exposed a little bit um, over the last few weeks. Uh, and so I, I don't think that they're the class of the, of the AFC that a lot of people thought they were just a few weeks ago. Uh, but, you know, probably the better team won, but I'm not sure that they should have gotten out of there. When they went.
2: You know, it, it, it's funny. You mentioned that, um, I'll I, I say my opinion about that game until after Villain gets his. But, you know, Mr. Hardy gets a little bit to chew on there. Um, you know, Villain, I know you was probably watching it, you know, in some way, shape, or form based off of how well I know you. But uh, give me your take on what took place um, in the 12 o'clock window on, on Thursday when the Bills escaped Soldier
1: Field.
3: All right, like we said. Um, the Lions can score on anybody, and they look impressive, but they just don't close games. They don't finish games. Um, they would easily be a playoff team right now if they finish games, much um, like the the Baltimore Ravens, who I'm sure we'll talk about later. Um, they, on the defensive side, just figure out ways to lose games. So I felt like it was more about the Lions blowing that game than the Bills winning. And I got to give credit because we did kill – um, the Bills, and, and Josh Allen, they are not good in close games. They came back and they won a close game. Uh, gave them, you know, I think it was 40-some-odd seconds left at the end of that game. Drove them down the field, beautiful throw, uh, deep middle um, to uh, Stefan Diggs to get in the field goal range, so uh, give them credit. But, yeah, I kind of agree with Mike in the sense that um, they're a little bit exposed. They're, Mike, you know, not having Hyde, and then, you know, with – unfortunate injury with uh von miller that uh, you know it's not torn they're saying the acl but you know it could be a significant enough injury that he's going to miss uh some time and um they, they brought him in to be the closer and if he can't go it's going to be a tough go for them trying to get back to the super bowl especially losing bad games having that if they have to go to kansas city um it's not going to be a good look for them so yeah i mean it's good to get a win it's good to get a close game but I, I I kinda feel Mike, I'm not overly impressed with the Bills right now. I think that they're they got some problems.
0: You know, I actually
2: agree if with you go what back.
3: both of you
0: said it right, 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 right. No, if you go back and look at what, what I don't understand either is you can go back and look at who was covering Diggs on that throw over the middle, they had a safety on him. you didn't even have one of your best corners uh trying to cover this dude. Like that's that's bad defensive plan too. I love Aaron Glenn. He did some good stuff in new Orleans. Um, and he was, a a quality defensive back in this league for a long time, but you know, I'm starting to wonder how good a defensive coordinator this guy actually can be. I think he did a really good job with the saints defensive backs before he got promoted to this defensive coordinator job, but how you don't have your best cover guy, uh, Shadowing uh, Stephon digs all over the field, especially in in crunch time, it's unbelievable right. how you're able to isolate him to get a safety on him going down the field. Listen, you you ain't gonna cover him with a safety. That, mm. There may be one or two safeties that have a chance uh, with the right angle, but no, you you got to have a corner on this guy, bro. That's like, I mean, this is an elite talent, you know, top five, top ten receiver in the league. And you're going to try to cover him with a safety that wasn't even one of your projected starters at the beginning of the year? Come on.
2: Well, see, and that's, that's the thing I wanted to allude to. And, I mean, you kind of set me up perfectly. I honestly feel, feel as though, you know, Dan Campbell tried to get killed. First and foremost, Mr. Harvey, you, you, you said it so perfectly, when you know, when you were speaking a, a minute ago with the, with, with, with the third and one call and, you know, and all of that. Like, at the end of the day, if you look at how that game was unfold and you were running the football um, with, with great success on third and one, fourth and one, um, short yardage. So I'm not understanding why you tried to get cute at, at the critical moment of the ball game and, and, and try to go for a bomb. Like, I, I get it. You know, if, if you convert there, you know, you put the game out of reach. You know, essentially, but also, hell, you pick up the first down, you sustain the drive, you kiss the ball with no time left, and you win said ball game. You mm. know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, um, or at least going to overtime or whatever, because it'd be like, I, 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 I hate this idea, and I, and I hate this philosophy with coaches where. You play for overtime, like you play to win, and overtime should be Plan B, Plan C. Like there was time left for the for the Detroit Lions to go win that ball game, and they were accepting the potential overtime, not understanding the time, the distance. Hell, if you're playing for overtime, you 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 kick that ball with no time left on the clock, and you assure yourself an extra. A potential extra session. You gave the ball back to Josh Allen and that offense, you know, which got rolling, you know, pretty much in the second half with so much time plus the timeouts that they had at their disposal. And then mm-hmm. to, to to you guys to you guys' second point, the fact that you didn't bring any type of pressure on Josh Allen on that critical pass to Stefan did, you had a matched up with the safety and the only thing that really kills you, even though they had their timeout, is the free release down in the middle of the field. You need to have them in bump and run. You was in a cover three shell. The team is wide open. And so Dan Campbell uh, is, is, is a supposedly defensive guy. He really fell asleep at the world, in my opinion, tried to get so effing cute. And it ended up losing him the ball game. You know, again, I agree with you guys. I think Buffalo... It's really showing some warts right now. Um, I think, once again, they are putting way too much on the plate of Josh Allen asking him to, you know, be the leading rusher as well as the quarterback of the franchise. You are sustaining some significant injury along the way. Bob Miller is probably going to miss a significant amount of time. They're saying it's not supposed to be season-ending, end- but he's going to miss a significant amount of time. Um, You really haven't solidified your backfield at all. Singletary is cute in spurts. Um, Moss is cute in spurts. However, you're not really, you know, putting the ball in the gut of of your runners and trusting that your offensive line is going to make plays for you. And then can somebody tell me where the hell Gabe Davis has been? This dude has been non- existent for not not weeks, almost months. I haven't seen this dude do anything significant since he was dogging my squad in week six. Other than that, this dude has been non existent You're turning to a McKenzie guy who, again, we all play fantasy football, who is probably sitting on benches or in a free agent pool somewhere. Like, I, again, I understand that, you know, you, you play to win the game and you, and you use your eligible's that are at your disposal, but the Buffalo Bills right now are, are reeling, and I think they're searching to find themselves. And then the games that they got coming up, um, starting this upcoming Thursday, I believe they play the New England Patriots this upcoming Thursday, um, it's going to be interesting uh, how, they, how they fare. But with the Detroit Lions, um, I honestly believe that Dan Campbell got too cute in the cost in the game. Um, I thought back mm-hmm. around and, and we can wrap this one up and move on to the next game, but did you guys wanna double click on anything or do you have a different perspective, one of which that we haven't mentioned?
3: No, I mean from my perspective, Series, I agree with you. Um, yeah, it there's just they they have they have some issues and I think um, you know, a couple days off hopefully will help them because they need I, they look like a Super Bowl team you know. early this season. I don't believe it right now. Yeah, I would
2: have a hard time picking the Buffalo Bills to go into Kansas City. I would have a hard time picking the Buffalo Bills um, to deal with the Cincinnati Bengals who have seemed to have found their stride and they're starting to click on cylinders right now. Um, you know, Tennessee always gives them fits, so there, there, there's, there's some teams that they're going to have to see um, coming out of the AFC. Hell, the team in their own division, which they lost to a couple of weeks ago, the New York Jets, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, um, mm. they look like a whole different ball club uh, right now, and they start to play them again. So we'll see how it takes place, man. Call the number 929-477-2759. Uh,
0: the Keep in mind the Jets opponent, uh, though. Yeah, well, well, I, I, we'll keep keep I
2: mean, I, I, I really mean, we'll, we'll get there. Don't, don't get it twisted, but I, I will say this, you know, since you wanted to stick in, you know, your spoon in the pot a little bit, um, it doesn't matter who the Jets opponent was. Joe Flacco looked like had this Jets team humming up and down the field before Zach Wilson got back in the game. He put Zach Wilson back in the game, and they're struggling. All of a sudden, Zach Wilson gets taken out, and now the Jets are humming up and down the field. I think they. I think there's something to that, but but we'll, we'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, call the numbers nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Here with the Sports City Chefs. Uh, the next game I want to talk about, Zeeland. I'm coming right to you, my man. It's the Dallas Cowboys, um, at home. You know, getting a, a much needed victory against the New York Football Giants. Uh, I, I, I'll bet you all care. For for me, um, this game confused me. And and here's why it confuses me. I understand that division opponents um, they know each other. Um, those games typically do not turn into the shootout blowout that you would expect. However, um, I think this is the this this is the part of the season where the New York Giants start to essentially come a little bit back down to earth, sort of speak. Um, when you start playing teams like the the Dallas Cowboys and they got a big one this upcoming. Actually, the next two weeks, three weeks versus the the Commanders. Um, but um, this New York Giants team is really struggling for me. They can't seem to run the football. With any consistency? Um, Daniel Jones is decent, not great. <laughs> Excuse me. And I feel as though for the New York Giants team to hang on to playoff seeding and really. Um, make do with what they were able to do in the beginning of the season. Daniel Jones has to be a reason they win, not a reason that they lose. Um, if you're looking at the stats of that particular ball game, I really feel as though Dallas really controlled the time of possession. I really feel as though they dictated tempo, if you will, um, especially coming out of the second half where they scored 21 points to the New York Giants. Um, I really feel as though they were able to generate pressure. Um, from all fronts. your, your leading rusher had thirty nine yards rushing it to the New York football giants. Um so there is a lot to chew on here. Um, but I, I I'm gonna let Villain go ahead and, you know, say what he has to say about it it kinda hits where he where he lives the most. So villain, Dallas and, and and New York got together. You weren't on the you didn't come up on the winning side. Tell me how you feel about it, man. Huh?
3: I mean, you know, it, it's it's hard to say that they're coming back down to earth, but it's kind of true. I think the injuries caught up with them. Um, they just don't have the depth. I think um, Brian Dable and, and Joe Shane, particularly Dable, has gotten the most out of this roster. But it 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 started. We all knew that it was a problem not having a receiver out there. Um, only Slayton is their their number one guy, um, and it. But it it really it really shows itself when you're playing quality teams and Dallas is a quality team so when you can load the box against Saquon Barkley and force the you know Daniel Jones to to throw the ball not like he can't do it but he has nobody to throw to either and then you have um, the defense you know pinning the Ariores back ready to come after uh, Daniel Jones and and Michael Parsons and company and the and let's let's be clear I saw Michael Parsons talk about uh, Andrew Thomas, you know, he's supposed to be the best, you know, tackle. You know, he had two tackles, whatever, but that's all you had. You didn't do anything else the whole game. Son. So, you know, watch him out. But either way, um, that defense is good when they're playing ahead. But for for me, the Giants need to get healthy. they need to get healthy fast, and they need to start putting some wins together. Uh, they're in a lull right now, and they're, they're scheduled of losses, um, some bad, some, you know, that you kind of expect, but still they got to start getting some wins. They need receiver help, obviously, but they need help uh, getting some reinforcements back with Neal and um, Aziz Ojari. That should be helpful. But um, really, to me, I think the what really stood out to me, and I don't know if you and Mike agree with me, but I was not impressed with Dallas at all. I wasn't. I wasn't impressed with Dak Prescott. I I, I saw some good things from Michael Gallup. I saw some good things from C.D. Lamb. Um, Pollard is Pollard. Ezekiel Elliott, not really impressive. Like I said, Dak Prescott, two interceptions, just not impressive. Like I, and, and really what boggles my mind is that Kellen Moore continues to play Madden and really doesn't learn from his mistakes. Run the damn ball. Play action pass with dig routes over the middle. It's not that hard. It really isn't. And he makes it so difficult. Like, he could have blown that game if they were playing against a good team. The, the re, there was no reason for the Giants to be up at halftime against this Dallas team. It, it, it's ridiculous. Uh, Kellen Moore is going to be the death of that Cowboys team. Um, and that team cannot play from um, – they can't play from behind. And what was it, 14 penalties? Undisciplined. When they get into the playoffs against a good team, they are going to lose. And I'm going to love it because they're an undisciplined football team that makes too many mistakes and believes their own hype and doesn't play smart football. They don't play smart football with their coordinator and don't play smart football in the field with the penalties. If it? They're going to be in trouble, serious. They're going to be in trouble. Well, I, I, definitely <laughs> feel as though,
2: I definitely feel as though they're going to be in trouble come playoff time um, because, again, you have to deal with teams that, you know, really capitalize on mistakes and understand how to play – mistake-free football, not to mention if you just look mm-hmm. at quarterback, wide receiver, you know, running back tandems that they may have to see in the NFC, um, I can name maybe four to five that I-, I would take instead of the Dallas Cowboys, if you will. But mm-hmm. that's another contest for another day. Um, Mr. Harvey, I- I'll come to you next, sir. Dallas, you know, gets the dub
0: here, uh,
2: a-, a modest eight-point victory versus their division opponent. Tell me how you feel about it.
0: So I'll be honest with you. I saw some of this. I was in a tryptophan coma uh, and fell asleep, and the game watched me for part of the time, too, so I had to go back and uh, and, and dig more into it a little bit. Uh, but, it, you know, it's interesting because so Dallas loses at the beginning of the season, right? And then they have to play Cooper Rush, and what they go, like 4-1 or something with Cooper Rush as the starter? Uh, Dak comes back make some plays, they look good. But when that comes back, they're still using the same recipe, which is what we were screaming that they needed to be doing anyway. All right, let mm-hmm. the running game set up your passing game. And I don't know if it's like all of a sudden, because over the last week or two, now Kellen Moore has decided that he's gotten really comfortable again, so now he's going to go back to playing Madden. Um, I think that in some ways, so this past Thursday, I was not uh, extremely impressed with what I saw from the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, now, four days previous, I was right. I mean, listen, they almost killed Kirk Cousins. I mean, good for him; he was able to bounce back, and um, we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But they almost killed him. Like it was, uh, it, like some of those uh, Micah Parsons, some of the guys maybe could have been charged with battery on the way out of the stadium uh, that previous Sunday. They didn't let <laughs> him breathe. And, and listen, I mean, they beat. Minnesota uh, black and blue, like beyond purple, they bruise them so bad. Uh, And so I don't like. Sometimes maybe you come off a a delivering a beating like that to a division leader, who what Minnesota had only had one loss or two losses coming into that game, right? So uh, maybe then you start kind of smelling yourself, right? So then you start believing your is greater than you are. So now, oh, we could be great. We could dare to be great. So now let's go back to doing what we were before that caused us to lose games last year, that caused us to choke. And listen, uh, this is uh, this is not Madden Kellen Moore. This is real big boy football. You've got a big offensive line. You've got running backs who can move the ball. Uh, you can push people out of the way. You can be physical with teams, and then if you do that, once again, you open things up for your passing game. You make life a lot harder to me. Unless for some reason you get way behind, and this Dallas defense is not bad either. You got playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. If to me, if Dak Prescott throws the ball more than twenty-five times in a game again, Kellen Moore should never coach in the NFL again. Like it's ridiculous. It's stupid. I. I I hate to see good coaching can can help a team, but it sucks when bad coaching keeps a team from uh, from being able to reach its potential. And you see that it works before. And, but it's not just Kellen Moore. Mike McCarthy, who was much maligned, who got a lot of criticism um, over the last few years. A lot of people thought he was going to be on the way out. But wait, now they're having a really good year. They can't let him go. Well, you know what? Mike McCarthy is just as responsible for it as Kellen Moore, because at some point you could step in and overrule. You were an offensive coordinator at one time for years, not a very good one always, but you were an offensive coordinator. I saw you in New Orleans. Uh, I saw you with with a few different places. Aaron Rodgers made you look better than you really were, but you still only got one ring, was supposedly the best quarterback in football. So, uh, like, once again, mediocrity rules when it comes to that Dallas coaching staff, and listen, you play enough games in enough weeks, uh, over the course of the season, they they will find out who you truly are. Uh, that Dallas team that lined up against Minnesota can play with and has a chance to beat anybody in the NFC. The Dallas team that showed up this past Thursday against the Giants uh, could get beat by anybody in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, as far as the, the now some of this interception, some of this decent play by the Giants, uh, Giants are still in good position to be in contention in the NFC because it's. I mean, past three or four, once you get past three or four teams, it's kind of a dumpster fire in the NFC. So the Giants still have a chance to make the playoffs or be in contention there. Uh, this was not, I mean, it wasn't their best game, of, of course, but tough division game. You know, it came out on the short end of it. But um, I, I think that I, I was more unimpressed by, by Dallas in victory than than I am with the Giants. Like this Giants team has really overachieved due to good coaching and uh, some better than average play in, in certain situations, but they weren't expected to be here. They weren't expected to really, uh, you know, be seven, eight wins already and be at this point. Uh, Dallas was. And uh, right. this was you're, – you're supposed to come out. And, and I understand division games – um, always end up being close because you know each other better than you do anybody else. But this Dallas team, uh, they they were lucky to get away with it. Uh, and like I said, they started smelling themselves a little bit too much after that game, four games previous. So, I mean, hopefully they regroup and use his mini bye week to figure out what's going on there because if not, uh, it's going to be ugly for Mike McCarthy. And maybe we'll get that – I doubt it because he hasn't been back. But maybe we'll get the Dallas fan to cry. When they get beat again in the barbershop on Clubhouse Cheap Puck.
2: Oh, yeah, I need that. I need that. I need that. I feel you, man. So, I mean, I, I, I you said a lot. You gave us a lot to chew on, and I I wanted to, to double-click on a couple of things you said, and that Villan, I'm sure you wanted to have a, uh, a back and forth as well. Here's my mm-hmm. issue with, with, with the New York football giants, and Villan, you, you alluded to it as well. Um, they really don't have anybody to throw the ball to at all. Mm-hmm. And I, I I said this last week, you know, I was in the shop and talking with a, a couple of Giants fans, and they were convinced that Odell would, would, would come back home. And I said, and I asked him this, why? Why would Odell go back to New York? He's not the same guy. Like, and so, I really feel as though the Giants are really up a creek right now with without the proverbial paddle being as though, you know, you're not getting anything out of Kenny Galladay, you know. I, I think, you know, someone was on here doing cartwheels last week because he caught a pass, <laughs> you know. That's he actually caught multiple passes. Yeah, he caught multiple passes last week, but – that's the state that we find ourselves in when we're talking about the New York Giants receiving core. You know, you lose a, a guy who's productive for you, um, and now you're 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 left scraping quote unquote the bottom of the barrel. Um, I do believe this Dallas Cowboy team has 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 significant room for improvement. Um, and we've seen the Dallas Cowboys team turn it on. We've seen the Dallas Cowboy team turn it off. And, and, and perhaps you know, Mr. Harvey, you know, you may have hit on something with them. Honestly, either A. filling themselves or B. Um, you know, coming off a significant high for dismantling the Minnesota Vikings, and you know, you play on Thursday night, stress, rest week. Um, you know, that game was 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 took a lot out of you, so maybe. You set yourself up for a letdown, but at the end of the day, you you, you survive in advance. So I, I don't think the Dallas Cowboys team is going to be an easy out come playoff time, but I do think once you run into, you know, potential Philadelphia Eagles, which every, every Dallas Cowboys fan is looking forward to seeing in a couple of weeks, be careful what you wish for. Um, I do think that the Francisco 49ers will beat them once they stole something. Um, and, 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 and think and ask questions about it later. But once you get past that, um, you know, do you really want to see Tampa Bay again? I mean <laughs> I mean that they're not clicking on all the right now, but, you know, I I do believe that teams uh have other teams number and you struggle with representing the Bay Buccaneers, so you may not want to see them again, um in the, in the NFC. Um, you're looking at teams like You know the the Saints who could potentially get hot and go on a run. I I doubt it. The Commanders, which you you know, a division opponent. Don't even (laughs) say that. Don't
0: don't even say that.
2: What are you talking about? The Commander?
0: No. Don't don't. Yes. Don't
2: even say that. I'm trying to throw you a bone, bro. I'm trying trying to throw you a bone. (laughs) But at the end of the day, man, there are teams teams in the NFC that the Dallas Cowboys are going to see come playoff time that could potentially give them fits. You know, with with, with all intents and purposes, the Arizona Cardinals are, are not dead in the water right now, and they have always given the Dallas Cowboys fits, you know, so maybe they can go on a little run here, but, I digress. Calling numbers nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine here with Sports City Shots for the next 25 or so minutes. Um, I, I did want to touch on the third game uh, from, from Thanksgiving where the New England Patriots and the Minnesota Vikings got together and played an inevitable shootout. Um, that game was interesting to kind of take a look at, man. You know, we all had fantasy football implications. Uh, another news and nugget from that particular game, Damian Harris, they go down in that particular game. And it does look like he's going to miss at least this upcoming week, um, potentially the following week, but I don't believe he's going to play Thursday when the New England Patriots play the Buffalo Bills. Um, so for those of us that got with Andre Stevenson, you know, that, that that's good news, but I, I digress. Um, but this game kind of, Went back and forth, sort of speak. Minnesota really couldn't pull away. The New England Patriots really couldn't pull away. It came down to the end there. Um, but I wanted to start with you, villain. Uh what did you see in this ball game? If you saw it, um, neither team was able to really establish the run, uh, but New England did come up with 354 passing yards. Um, they pretty much did whatever they wanted to do in the passing game. Uh, but they couldn't establish the run. But give me a position on what you saw um, when you looked at this game.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think Bill and, and company dared Kurt Cousins to beat them. Um, they really did a good job of bottling up the running game with Dalvin Cook. I think that was probably their game plan. It's probably the safe bet: um, bottle up the run game, get them into um, get them behind the chains into third and longs and stuff like that. But this um, you know, is Minnesota. Did what they needed to do to win the game. I was impressed with what I saw from Mac Jones. To be honest with you, I thought he had a really good game. Um, I, I I liked what I saw. You know, listen, he did. He had two touchdowns. Uh, Through for almost 400 yards. But um, JJ is that dude, right? Justin Jefferson is that dude. Um, they couldn't. They couldn't handle him. They couldn't cover him. Um, he was right. able to do whatever he needed to do. Um, I like what I saw from him. Thielen looks really comfortable. I you know. It's funny that you know the, the Lions started winning games when they got rid of T.J. Hawkinson. He doesn't look like he fits yet, but he you can see that that's a safety valve that Cousins needs that underneath that middle um, tight end. I think they were missing that when they um, they had uh, Kyle Rudolph, so he hasn't had that tight end for the last couple of years. So having him there is is kind of a difference. Um, but yeah, I think you know. Like I said, they dared Cousins to beat them. He did. Um, they're moving on. But I'm still, you know, like 6-5, and five, I, I like what I'm seeing in New England. They're just that team that's just there, right? They're they're not right. too bad. They're not too good. They're there. And they got a good coach that could steal some games. You know what I mean? So they couldn't steal this right. one on the road. But, um, yeah, listen, it was definitely – I think the best thing for Minnesota after getting their butt kicked was being right back on the field um, on yeah. a Thursday night, and they and they played they played well enough to win.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: I actually agree with you there. You know, with them, you know, getting back on the field, sort of speaking, kind of getting that bad taste out of their mouth, playing a, a New England Patriots team, and again, at six and five, they're right in the thick of things in the AFC. Um, there are never going to be an easy out. Um, You know, they play a a division Mm -hmm. opponent this upcoming week in the Buffalo Bills. And we spoke about the the, the woes that the Buffalo Bills um, have uh, early on in in tonight's show. So who knows what, you know, Thursday night's going to look like. But, Mr. Harvey, I'm coming to you, sir. I'm not too sure if you kind of look at this game any or at all. But, um, you know, the New England Patriots fall 26-33 to to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, What do you think about it?
0: My bad, yeah. Uh, so I was talking. I was talking on Uh So w- when I-, I agree with you that it was time for that, uh, the best thing for Minnesota was to get back on the field, uh, especially after they laid such a such a clunker. I, I was very surprised though, because Dallas kind of gave you the blueprint, and I know that. Uh, Micah Parsons is a special player and I know that there are some really, really good pieces on that on that Dallas defense but I was kind of surprised that he had as much time to uh, throw the football and they weren't able to really kind of suffocate Kirk Cousins, right? Because uh, that was what worked a week previous. It's crazy to think Man, I, I love Mister Justin Jefferson. I mean, it might have a little bit of something to do with, like, the state he grew up in and where he went to college. But uh, I love Mister Justin Jefferson, bro. Like, it, this guy went got to college, and I'm not going to go too far down this rabbit hole, but just so you guys know, he was a two-star coming out of high school. And he worked himself into what he is now, uh, nutrition, work ethic, that kind of stuff and it it's still kind of crazy to think that him and Jamar Chase were on the same team uh in college. Like that's just sick for anybody. Uh but Justin Jefferson's that dude. Uh, Barry you said it and and that's accurate. And this guy's still like this is his third year in this league. And so usually wide receivers get a little bit better and a little bit crafty, craftier as they play, right? So uh, we may not have seen the best that this kid has to offer either, uh, but I look at this Minnesota team, and obviously they're going to win that division. There's nobody close to them, so you hope they don't get really uh, kind of too complacent along the way. Uh, I look at New England, and I, I was I was impressed with Mac Jones though. I I thought that he did play well. Um, I the, the thing that jumps out to me is. Over the first few weeks of the season, they struggled a little bit early, and then you look up and it's like, uh-oh. Belichick's figured out how to use his pieces now. This defense looked very, very formidable uh, for several weeks towards the middle of this year, um, and then this past weekend, not so much uh, against Minnesota. So uh, I don't, I'm not sure, you know, what they did differently on that line or how they were able to protect a little bit better. I mean, obviously you didn't have the same pass rushers or the same people chasing them. But uh, I'm curious to see uh, real quick as we go into this weekend. The last time that uh, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills played New England, that has not happened this year, right? So the last time that they hooked up was that playoff game or Belichick and the Patriots got absolutely embarrassed. Uh, And so I don't think that's going to happen this time. Uh, You think that didn't stick in that old man's craw? Like over the last few months, it's going to be real interesting to see. Uh, But once again, a competitive game. I think the Vikings uh, really needed this game, though, to try to keep pace and get a top seed in this division or in the NFC they're only still only what a game back from the Eagles right now. So they they had to have this game even more than the Patriots, I feel like. But but we'll see is uh even if nothing else for their psyche <clears throat> when you look at how bad they were bludgeoned uh four days previous. So uh nice bounce back for the Vikings, uh nice growth by Matt Jones. I expected a little bit more out of the uh Patriots defense. And it got, the best way to uh, cover Justin Jefferson is get
3: to the quarterback before he got time to get down the field. Definitely, man. Definitely, man.
2: Uh, it's funny you mentioned that. Like look, look, looking back, you know, on that LSU squad, man. Oh God, I mean, I, I saw, I saw, I saw a graphic, you know, in that championship game when you looked at who Alabama had. On their team and who LSU had on their team, like the stars among stars <laughs> that uh, were on the field at the same time, what, what was insane. But again, I'm not trying to go down that rabbit hole real quick. Uh, Calling numbers nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Here with Fort City chefs uh, for the next fifteen or so minutes, and I wanted to give Mr. Harvey a, a enough time to to, 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 to kind of unload. Um, and talk about what took place in the stadium where his team uh, didn't manage to put up any points against the 49ers. Um, what in the world is going on in New Orleans, man? Like, we all understood that the quarterback position will be a significant question mark, um, and I understand that's the most important position, um, but to get nothing out of Avon Kamara. Um, for as long as you have uh, the receiving core outside of Olave um, has really n- not been existent for you. Um, again, I don't want to put the, I don't want to put this at the feet of the coach because once again he didn't really go pick the groceries. He's just trying to you know make the meal with the groceries that he has in the cupboard. But at the end of the day. Looking at the San Fran game as closely as I did, I didn't even know they showed up to, to play. play. Um, but I wanted to give you enough time to talk about it before um, I say what I got to say about yesterday's game, and then we get out of here. But go ahead, and talk about the pitch for a
0: So I told you last week when they beat the Rams, that they went to four and seven, and they they will give some delusional Hootie uh, fans hope that it would get dashed a week later. Uh, that's what happened. Uh, but there's there's a couple things that really kind of stick out to me. First of all, Andy Dawson's a backup. Uh, he's a a serviceable backup, serviceable backup. Don't get me wrong. He could uh, he could do alright for you for a few games, but he's not. A, you know, there's a reason why he never won a playoffs game. There's a reason why even though they won a division a couple of times, there's a reason why he was never able to uh, achieve anything more than a first round exit. Like that's his greatest feat as a uh, franchise quarterback. Uh, but I look at this team, like, and honestly, the defense didn't play terrible. Uh, they didn't give up a whole lot. The defense tried to keep them in the game. The Saints were, here's the crazy thing. If, if you didn't watch the game, which, if you didn't, I don't blame you. There was other good games going on at the time. I only watched it because I'm a ride or die and have been for 40 years. So uh, this team got down in scoring position a couple of times. Uh, and then you had a fourth down play that went awry. You had a very questionable call, which would have been a catch inside the five-yard line to Olave. You got called back. Uh, I'm not blaming anything on the officials. Don't get me wrong. What I'm saying is this team had chances and wasn't able to capitalize. I I tip my hat to the San Francisco 49ers defense. I think they're physical. I think they play fast. Um, I think they stick to their assignments. I think they play well. But the Saints had a couple of chances. Uh, Turnovers, they shot themselves in the foot. Also missed a couple of kicks. I mean, the, the Saints team had opportunities to put points on the board. And if you find a way to do that, when you look at what your defense did, uh, you have a shot. What I will say is, you know, Landry was out for a while. When he first got back, they kind of tried to force him a little bit. If you can stop Taysom Hill, you can contain this Saints uh, offense. Kamara's still explosive, but, I mean, when people can key on him, uh, it's... Uh, it's not as easy to, to get off, so to speak, right, and to get your yards. So um, this Saints team, uh, first of all, too many injuries, but they got to get younger and more explosive at the running back position behind Kamara. They uh, tried to replace, you know, they traded C.J. Garner-Johnson, who's uh, always doing Jones leave the league in interceptions. They let Marcus Williams go, uh, who's signed with the Ravens. Um, you signed Terran Matthew who's not nearly uh the player that he was a few years ago. I love him as an inspirational leader, but this Saints team has uh they they are not as uh deep or as fast as they need to be in the at the safety position. You finally got Lattimore back uh, and he played alright, but this team is just not uh, this is not a, this is a broken football team. They're not playing very well. Uh, we're not quite back to the paper bag days, um, of the mid eighties, but it's not pretty right now in New Orleans. And listen, there's enough blame to go around. I blame the head coach. I blame the general manager. Head coach has been around this franchise for a while. He knew kind of what they were doing. He was the defensive coordinator. So he, he had a hand in the personnel that was on the defensive side of the ball. This team needs to get a little bit more athletic at the defensive end position as well they've they've played really big, but they can't match up on the outside really well so uh there's just a there's a lot wrong man uh with this team but once again, I'll still say the same thing that I've said all year, and I'm gonna keep banging this drum. There's still a lot of talent in that building uh I just think there needs to be there needs to be an overhaul of philosophies there maybe even needs to be an overhaul of like uh, what we're doing conditioning-wise and medical-wise because we're having trouble keeping guys healthy. But there's still a lot of talent in that building. I just think the coaches and the people in charge are not uh, doing their part to maximize it. And I don't know if it's some of it's also on the players and, and them not being as committed as maybe they need to be. But, you know, it, it's hard to maximize talent that's not on the field. But when they are on the field, I don't think they're doing – what they need to do to put them in the best positions to win, and this team's just not very disciplined. Uh, some bad penalties and some bad spots. Uh, this team's four and eight, and it deserves to be four and eight. And, and it's sad to say. I mean, like, I, I hope uh, you know, I hope they can manage like some respectability and the division games and what they have left on their schedule. Uh, you know, maybe they can pull a shocker and knock off the Eagles or something. Uh, later this season, I know you would say not possible, but who knows? Any given Sunday, right? Uh, but it, it's not good for this team. This team is this team has very much uh, underperformed, and it's it's very very disappointing.
2: You know, you, you said a lot there, and 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 I, and I kind of wanted to, you know, double click on something you said there. But before I do, villain, I wanted to come to you. Um, Mr. Harvey gave us a lot to chew on about his New Orleans Saints team as, as they fell to the 49ers, 13-0. nothing. I'm not sure if you caught a look at that game. I know you got a lot of family stuff going on, and John said on Thursday, so Sunday awarded you the opportunity to take care of whatever you need to take care of. However, um, I know you've seen enough of the Saints this year. Um, what do you think about what Mr. Harvey said? And if you want to kind of give your own kind of soliloquy on, on what took place in the stadium on Sunday with the Saints, be,
3: be be my best. Yeah, I mean there's not much I can d- say to follow up to that. I mean the Saints are in trouble The season is essentially over in my in my view. Um they they need a quarterback. I think James Winston has a, a beef uh, saying he lost his job unfairly, but I don't see them really moving forward with him much longer. I think they need to go into the draft, get one of these young kids and start over. Um, the 49ers look like a team that's on the rise. They're getting healthy at the right time. Um, you know, not having uh, Jimmy G do too much, just having managed the game. Uh, he has, he has weapons to throw to. I think, you know, the weapons, you know, listen, they didn't have their, their, their signature game, but, you know, when you got McCaffrey and, and, and Devo, I mean, that's a scary team. And that defense, like I said, they're getting healthy. They're, they're turning around at the right time. They're going to be a force to reckon with um, finally because, you know, they lost some games early. They're finally starting to put it together. They're going to be a problem for, you know, the Eagles, the Vikings, and the Cowboys. So that's a team coming down the stretch that you're probably not going to want to face. But, yeah, New Orleans, you know, I think it's, they got talent. I like Olave. He's really good. Um, you know, you can build a team around him. I think you got to probably turn the page on Mike uh, Michael Thomas. I, I I just don't see it with him. But they need a quarterback. Um, they need to reload and, and kind of. You know, I don't know about the coaches. That's more Mike. Mike can tell you more than I could. But um, you got you got to start with the quarterback, and and they desperately need one.
2: Yes, yeah, so I actually agree with what, what you was talking about with the quarterback position, and also turning the page or on Michael Thomas. Um, I think, honestly, for for me, um, I think this is a team that was bitten this year. You know, I mean, again, you have talent on your roster, but, you know, when you can't stay healthy, you can't really get a fair evaluation, in my honest opinion, on what you have, and you can – it warrants you the opportunity to sit there and and play the what-if game. Now, to to, to Mr. Harvey's point, um, there were plays to be made, and this game could have looked significantly different if one or two calls or one or two plays went the the Saints' way. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I think, again, this team is in some deep, dog, you know, doo-doo, so to speak, um, and you have a team coming in on, on Monday night that you have success with, but they're also coming off of a of a loss. So you know you play Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this upcoming Monday. Um, it's a interesting ball game. Calling numbers nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. I did want to talk a little bit about. Say what?
0: Now, real quick, you said it's hard to get an evaluation of what you have when you don't have guys yeah. healthy, but you know what you don't have, and that's a good football team. Yeah. I mean, here's yeah.
2: I, I, I the thing. I, 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 I have a hard time making that particular statement because, you know, if all things were created equal, we don't know. Like right now, yeah, you don't have a good football team because the people in hat aren't making the plays that are needed to to to, to get you across the finish line and a victory but 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 i will say this okay if you give up 13 points in this league you're supposed to win win or have
0: a chance to win
2: yeah exactly exactly that's the thing you can't bring the defense so again and that's honestly in my in my opinion the calling card of of your current head coach he's a defense coordinator your your defense bought out your defense kept winning that ball game especially I mean, hell, Debo Samuel played, Brandon Ayoub played, Christian McCaffrey played, George Kittle played, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? so these are stars that are going to be in in Pro Bowls and have been in Pro Bowls and, you know, have gone off with stupid numbers and you guys held them to 13 points, you know? So if you only had what you should have had or if you only made the play – or two that you should have made, this whole conversation could be slipped on its ear. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I said, like, it's very difficult for me to evaluate teams, you know, having no talent or having bad talent or being losers this season or winners this season when ultimately, you know, teams go through ebb and flows and teams go through injuries. And, again, Michael Thomas, I hang him up, retire, I, 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 I think he's done. But if you're able to solidify the quarterback position again, which I believe you have to do, that that is a I'm, I'm not sure if you're going to try to get Bryce Young. I'm not sure if, you know if you're going after Shroud or who, whomever the hell you guys go grab. But you need to solidify that quarterback position. Um, hell, Jimmy G's going to be available. He's a free agent. I, I digress. But solidify that quarterback position, um, and see what happens. You don't have a first you, know,
0: you don't have a first round pick.
2: Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot to cancel one that I don't have a first round pick. So you may be in the free agent pool, or again, I mean, there there are solid quarterbacks that are drafted on day two. You know, so I don't. I I, I won't give up hope that you know somebody falls. But at the end of the day, the quarterbacks that you have on your current roster are not the answer. And you know, so I, I do I do think that's that that's need one, and then you know, making sure that offensive of line gets put together. It needs to. I I, I think this draft needs to really, this offseason to really unload on getting offensive weapons. Because I do agree with you. I I don't think it's bad, Tom, over your head again. I I do think that the defense, if if possible, if eligible, if stays healthy or whatever, can come back and do some significant things. I did want to close out the show a little bit talking about what took place in the stadium last night. The Pittsburgh Steelers did get. Uh, a must-needed win beating an Indianapolis Colt. Um And this is not really in me trying to, you know, pump up the stadiums. I actually want to talk about the new Indianapolis Colts, so to speak, Jeff Saturday coached his third game. Um, and literally it was a tell of two halves, if you will. Um, I feel as though the second half, he kind of figured it out until the last 45 seconds of that ball game. And I wanted to focus on that last 45 seconds of the ball game. Um, where was the timeout? What, what, what the hell happened? And before I kind of give my, you know, position on it, I wanted to give you guys enough time to talk about it a little bit. I'm sure you guys saw it. I'm sure you guys are asking the same questions that I was asking. But what did you think about just Saturday coaching his third game on primetime on Monday Night Football? How do you think he did? And, you know, kind of give me a position on what the calls look like going forward. Dylan, I'll come to you first.
3: It looks like a rookie coach. Um, and was it that I think, I think not using the timeouts wasn't necessarily a mistake because you had three, you had plenty of time, but I think, you know, after Matt Ryan runs, scrambles, doesn't get the first down, you'd have to call a timeout just to, to regroup a little bit, get the right, get into the right play to get that, that first down, and then the fact you let so much time run off the clock, I think that was a big mistake. I think once the time starts to tick off, you gotta call timeout. You gotta slow it down. You gotta preserve the time. Even though they, I think it was what with 30 seconds left or so, it's that um, the fourth down play happened wasn't a good play call. Yeah. Um, I that wasn't it. Just wasn't the right play to get that first down. So. Um, that was discouraging. Uh, a lot of fumbles, uh, fumble snaps, um, fumble handoffs, so some sloppy pay, play from the from Colts I saw there. But, um, yeah, the late game management, you know, it, it, it's easy to, to, to talk about it after the fact, right, uh, on the show. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do it real time on the field. I've coached before. It's not easy. Um, right. But, right. yeah, it's, you know, that's an eye-opener for me. But um, for the most part, I think you gotta. I, I like what I saw from Kenny Pickett. Made some nice throws, uh, uh and company. I mean, what a bro, Pickens! Wow. I mean, if anything, the Steelers do right the last few years or so, they could pick receivers. Um, Pickens is going to be a player. I really like him. So I think I think I like what I see from from Kenny Pickett. So, um, yeah, you know, I I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good. Right, right. Mr. Harvey, I, I, I'll come to you next and, um, uh, you know, go ahead and
2: give us a plug and a closeout, you know, a, a, as you get done there. Um, but, you know, Monday Night Football, you know, Steelers got the dub. Um, give me your position on it. What you think about, you know, everything that you saw? I'm going to give us a plug and a closeout as you shut it
0: down. Okay, so I'm going to start with the Steelers side. Thank you, Mike Tomlin. Thank you, Kenny Pickett, George Pickens. All you guys, you made me look good on the uh, timeless Sunday morning brunch, which we do uh, every Sunday at eleven a.m. Eastern Time. It's timeless and myself. We had Chandler this past week, uh, where we cover the weekend's action and we also uh, set the table for you for the slate of games happening in the NFL in that current week. So. Uh, join us. We also have the college cookout on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And then, of course, our NFL free-for-all, which is at 9 p.m. Tonight that you're listening to, sportscitychefs.com. Check out the blog, the website, everything we got going on there. Uh, barbershop on Clubhouse coming up on 15,000. So come join us uh, and be part of that community as well. I always have watch-alongs during college games, uh, NFL games, prime time Monday night, Thursday night. Always got something going on i um, talking about a lot of basketball, too, so uh, come join us. Be part of the barbershop community on uh, Clubhouse. Um, a couple other things I'll, I'll hit on my way out in a second, but real quick, um, yeah, I think Kenny Pickett is developing at the quarterback position. Uh, I, Pickens is a, is a player, for sure. Uh, the, the biggest question with Pickens was not whether or not the ability was there, but whether he could stay healthy, because he got banged up a good bit at Georgia, so uh, you know, if the guy can put it all together and, and string together a few healthy seasons, uh, I think that uh, Pittsburgh is going to be very, very uh, very happy with what they get out of him. You just traded a receiver to Chicago a couple weeks ago, um, and this guy is going to be an upgrade at the wide receiver position. So, uh, once again, good move for them. Uh, Jeff Saturday and the Colts, man, like, listen, he showed, you saw some inexperience there. Um, and we, we all expected some of this to show up, um, because, you know, like a lot of people have said multiple times, not sure that he really probably shouldn't have a job in the first place when there are a lot of other qualified candidates that have actually coached some in the NFL, if not a head coach has at least actually spent some time, uh, in locker rooms as a coach, this guy's just been an analyst since he, uh, since he's, you know, hung it up and his biggest claim to fame was being the center for Peyton Manning. So, uh, but I I will say this, I think that the Colts needed something different. I think that Frank Wright's message had become stale. uh, And I think that, you know, at least they're competing. Uh, They're more competitive I don't know that that's really going to make a difference at the end of the day. Um, And I don't think that uh, Jeff Saturday has done enough to show me that he ought to be somebody thought about, you know, for the full-time job. I hope he doesn't get it just because he's been a drinking buddy with uh, Jim Ursa there. Uh, But that's, uh, you know, the Colts are one of the teams along with my Saints and there's a couple others that I was really, really wrong about uh, going into this season. You know, people said a quarterback away. Well, you got the quarterback. Now he's back on the field playing a little bit better. Uh, but, you know, once again, this is a team that has been very, very disappointing this season. Uh, I'm glad the Steelers were able to get that win. No, I still I love Mike Tomlin, man. Uh, I always have. And so I, I definitely want to see him have some success in this league. Uh, plus Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, because there there are very few uh, guys that have carried the banner and represented their organization uh, with any more class than than Mike Tomlin, so you got to tip your hat to him and uh, and give mad respect to him. So uh, good job, Steelers Nation! Way to rise up and get that win. Um, the Colts are who they have proven to be over the last couple months, and that's. Uh, very average at best and oftentimes below that. Uh, last thing, man, Co. 15% off use chefs at uh, checkout. And, listen, uh, this is a rough, rough weekend for uh, Louisiana boy, y'all. Uh, my Tigers dropped a game on Saturday. Saints sucked on Sunday. But at the end of the day, they're still going to go get beat by Georgia this weekend. But only one team from the West can show up. For the SEC title game, so the Tigers are going to be there. Anything can happen. Uh, I don't expect anything, but that's all right. Uh, no expectations means they can't be disappointed, right? Uh, we're going to have a good time anyway, and I promise you there's going to be a lot of drunk Louisiana people uh, in Atlanta, and they might be drinking to drown their sorrows by the time the night's over, uh, but there will be some lit Cajuns uh, in Atlanta this weekend, man. Uh, but listen, uh, without – Without TP, I would have never been here with you guys, man. Luckily, he brought me to the uh, brought me to the show. And over the course of my time here, man, I've uh, I, I love chopping it up with you guys, man. You guys are uh, you guys are brothers to me, man. Uh, I definitely appreciate uh, continuing to spend time and chop it up with you guys. Love being part of the Sports City Chefs family, man. Once again, check out our website, blogs, everything we got going on. And uh, until next time, bro. Laissez les bon temps
2: I swear, I just, I just wait for him to say that he, I, I, Everything <laughs> else he says is great I wait for him to say that <laughs> <laughs> You know,
1: Villain
2: Villain, what's going on, man? Uh, I, I wanted to, you know, give you an opportunity to talk about What took place, um, you know, yesterday And, you know, go and give with the plug and the and Get out of
1: here, man
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said It was, um I like what I saw from Pickens. I like what I've seen from the Steelers. But it's going to be Tomlin's first losing season, but, you know, it's, it's an encouraging sign. They're, they're going to get better quick. He's a good coach. they got a good team around them. Um, you know, it's, it's been a tough season for you guys, but I, you got some stuff to be proud of to you hang your hat on. So, um, you know, it's always good to get a win. Um, Listen, it's going to be interesting the next couple weeks. I I love what I'm seeing in in New York that, you know, Zach Wilson was benched. We'll probably talk about it a little bit more tomorrow. Um, You know, he lost that team. The team had, you know, the players had no respect for him. Uh, There's no way that he can get his job back this season. He better work his behind off to to earn it back next year. Um, That's one thing. Um, Listen, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Hang it up for the season, just get better. Uh, we want to see. I want to see what Jordan Love has, but you know, there's nothing to prove. Um, you know, throw in the damn towel, just like they said in Rocky Four. You know, for Apollo Creed, throw in the damn towel. <laughs> it's a wrap. But um, you know, it's going to be an impressive. Um, finish to the season after Thanksgiving, obviously Patrick Mahomes proving really, he's the, he's the best quarterback and the best player in the league so far. Um, I like what I see from Hurts uh Jalen Hurts he's playing playing some really good football. Um you know, he's in the conversation, but you know Mahomes is that dude right now. Um and, and you know, another loss for the Ravens, crazy man. They can't experience. they can't they can't close out uh football games. Um in in uh, Lamar Jackson, you got to be smarter, man, on the field and off the field, man. Don't mess with your money. Don't mess with your money fighting with people you don't know. So um, it's going to be interesting in um, the coming weeks. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit of basketball, too. Um, tomorrow on the I'll call, this Cookout, we'll definitely do a show. Um, you know, we'll have a lot of fun. Uh, serious, always a pleasure doing a show with you, man. Um, you know, you, you, you almost – I don't want to say you're big-timey, but you, I'm telling you, man, don't believe the hype, man. This Leon Lonnie Love. You know what I mean? This guy, you know, you know he, he walks <laughs> around. Yeah, you know, I got a feeling. Everything's gonna be alright. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yo, know, like, this is this is yo. Don't let them fool you, man. No, I'm, I'm just playing, man. This is homie, man. Yes, but, um, listen, yes, yo, prayers to my family, prayers to my wife's family. You know, both both sides of my family dealing with loss in consecutive days. So, yeah. um, you know, hug your loved ones. You know, it's crazy. Um, you know. When it rains it pours, but God is good, man. You know, we we stay we stay stay lifted. Absolutely. We gotta stay lifted and, and um keep us up in prayer and, and you know, shout out to the families. Um, uh, shout out to the the Boston T P uh Chandler, Mike, always a pleasure doing the show with you, everybody that contributes to sports city chefs, Alan, Dave, uh, Dave and uh, uh the the big Jets fan, Nate, everybody, you know, it's a big family here. We we got nothing but love. So holler it's a serious Yes sir,
2: yes sir, man. Thank hey, you they so can much, trade they, uh, the New Orleans. Oh. I'll take it they, free, You know, know. What, Here's the funny. Here's the funny thing. I, I'm not a big Colin Cowherd fan, but I saw a, a a report about Aaron Rodgers potentially going to New Orleans and Aaron Rodgers potentially going to Seattle. I will send you both. I will send a to you I it off the show tonight, but. Uh, It's your boy, Sirius, man, repping the 412 and the 703, man. such a pleasure doing this show with everybody. Um, Here are my brief notes on what took place yesterday, um, and then finger food is coming out later on this week. Um, I really felt as though the Pittsburgh Steelers played a good three quarters of football. I felt as though the first half, we could do whatever the heck we wanted to do. Came out second half. Uh, they shot us right in the arm with their little kick return, and we kind of weathered the storm and, and, and won it late. Um, the rest of the information, I, I, I'll get to you guys in the finger food. Um, but once again, man, it's, it's so fun doing this show. I'm, I'm so appreciative of the opportunity um, and, and the, the, the chance I get to, to sit here and host these shows and, and, and talk football with you guys. Coming up in the next couple of weeks, um good friend of mine former nfl player um again good friend of mine eddie mason is going to jump on with us um and talk about what he's seeing um as as a former player he kind of he and i talk every week and kind of break down film and kind of just talk talk ball i actually work with him um doing security stuff he was one of the guys that kind of got me into uh the my little part-time security stuff you guys see me posted on facebook you know at the commander's game that's the at Maryland's games doing different concerts and so he us talk about what he's doing he also is an author he, he's written a book he was drafted by tony dungy and he's still heavily involved in the nfl um you know with the committee and you know of players associations and the nation so he us talk about all that but i wanted to get him on um the kind of this you know Jump on, talk football with me like we do every Sunday in church. So, with that being said, uh, I, I, I have details of that coming out here in a couple couple days. But you know, again, as TP would always say, tell a friend, tell a friend the chefs again. And if they don't know, now nah, we know, man, we out.
1: Sports City, Sports City, chefs, chefs. Sports City, Sports City, chefs, chefs. Sports City, Sports City, chefs, chefs. Sports City, Sports City. the kid. Uh-huh.